Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, as usual, is Colin Mitchell. Are changes needed, Bruni? Changes might be coming, Colin. Are, ch- are changes on their way? This might That might be the best intro to our show we've ever had. I'm laughing very hard internally right oh, now. Oh, I was... <laughs> y- y'all couldn't hear best. Who's the best play on? I was just... I backed up from my mic, and I was just like, oh my god. This is tremendous. Welcome to Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, the podcast where we give you overreactions every week. Every week? Every week. Okay, yeah. You know, I think we've been a pretty mild-mannered podcast. So it's time now. We're long overdue. We're long overdue. Like, every week, I feel like we don't give, like, too many hot takes, right? Like So is today hot take time? Possibly. No, I don't want, I don't want to make it a hot take episode or anything like that, but... Um, there are going to be, be there are going to be some, yeah, I'll be skipped. <laughs> yeah, be, be you, you'd be Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, we, we usually don't go crazy and I mean, I don't think we're going to go crazy, but I do think that there is reason for concern with this team through five games of the conference season. Yeah. Right. Uh, the only impressive win has been rice, which even then rice put up like 80 points and led in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, but North Texas, to kind of recap, the last two games, on Thursday, they went to El Paso, beat UTEP. Um, I believe it was, what was the final on that one again? UTEP? Yeah. The, oh, on this one. 58-51. Yeah. They, uh, it was 22-22 at half. Neither offense, both offenses looked inept. It was a rough start. And then North Texas kind of got the pace going. They got their depth going. Um they just wore down the miners pretty yeah. much. And then on Saturday, mm-hmm. North Texas traveled to San Antonio, played UTSA, and kind of a similar first half. It was rough for North Texas and UTSA. UTSA's offense was really impressive to me. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of guys that can score, so they they scored pretty well in the first half, 33-27. And then North Texas put up 47 points in the second second half. And then, then okay, North Texas. <laughs> I I can't even I can't even segue into this because Javon Jack Javon Jackson. Was, I'm calling it, him Javon. Is Javon? I'm pretty sure it's Javon. I always thought it was Javion. No, it, that's not even close. That's how I. It's J H I V. You know what? Javon Jackson. Sorry, we're calling so him Javon. Javon. Correct us if we're wrong. Um, but Javon Jackson had a shot to win it at the very end, and he. He traveled. He traveled. He traveled. He traveled. <laughs> but um, no, but he he gets the ball. Goes on Jordan Duffy. Juggles the ball. Turns around. Changes his pivot foot twice, and jacks up a mid range jumper that goes in with one second left. And then Zach Simmons misses the game tying uh, midi, which was really actually close. And just like that, the game was over. Seventy six, seventy four. UTSA wins, and. They hand North Texas their first conference loss of the the conference season of of the twenty eighteen nineteen season. I should I should say, Colin. Um, we saw two games and neither one was super. Uh, both were concerning in their own ways. Yeah. Kind of what uh, what were your takeaways from from the two games today? This week? um the UTEP game was just lack of offense against a not good team, mm-hmm. and I think that's. When, when, when both of us are sitting up here and saying that North Texas has a possibility to be a two seed or a three seed, it's 
it's, they're not looking like that at this second against the teams that they played so far. So just off of UTEP on its face value, definitely scoring and not beating a team the way they need to be beaten, mm-hmm. considering how good you're supposed to be, right? Um, then UTSA, it was just, again, the same thing. UTSA had a score when they needed him and Javon Jackson. Is that what we're going with Javon. his name? Javon, sorry. Javon Jackson. Um, and North Texas had Rose for a sec. He had that three yeah. in the end. Mm-hmm. And we kind of saw a flash, but then, you know, J- God, I forgot Javon. how he's Javon. Javon came back and just traveled, but he still hit the shot. Yeah. And North Texas didn't have that the whole game. He They, they weren't able to, to, to kind of get yeah. a lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they didn't. And so... Uh, I think one thing with UTSA, talking to Coach McCaslin after the game, is that he really praised them for the sco- the talent, the offensive talent they have on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, I don't think UTSA is a above average team at all, but offensively, they can push the pace, they can score, they can shoot, and I think that's huge as well. So, I mean, you have Jackson, you have the big man um, Nick Allen, you have Keaton Wallace, who was impressive, you have DeNicolau, who can shoot, um, and you have Fronin, who is, um, while he doesn't shoot, but he he can he can score, and then they they only played seven guys. You look at their their uh, box score; they played seven guys. Yeah, that's it. And North Texas played nine, and that depth you hope it wears on teams. But UTSA looked like a team that was prepared to run. They looked like they were a team that was prepared to to um, get in a game where they were going to be tired, but they were kind of ready for it. Mm-hmm. And you saw North Texas kind of unable to match that. Because even when North Texas was scoring in the second half, they were giving up buckets just as easily. Like, yeah, like I said, they never pulled up. They never pulled ahead, they and never. they tied the game at the very end. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, um, I thought the Jackson uh, Nick Allen pick and pop game was really nasty. It was disgusting. Like <laughs> uh, Zach Simmons. Your, hold on, your facial expression when you said that—you were genuinely just it like you were just like like I was so impressed with this UTSA offense. Uh, Jackson, Allen, Wallace, like they can all score. De Nicolau, even though he wasn't great, um, you can see the potential on this team offensively. And they only shot four of nineteen from three. UTSA did so. Mm-hmm. North Texas did some things right, but it felt like. Like you said, Jackson kind of, in the second half, when they needed buckets, they just kind of went to him. And in the first half, I had someone mention me on Twitter, be like, oh, he was terrible in the first half, and his shot selection was pretty bad. I was like, that's all true. Like, he only shot 6 of, yeah. 18, for, six of 18 for the game. Um, but time after time after time in the second half, where he scored 15 points in the second half, they kind of just gave him the ball, ran a high pick and roll or pick and pop, uh, and just ran the offense through him, and... More often than not, it came up with a good look. And that's what it's about when you're the key player on a team or a key scorer and the key offensive player on a team is that you just you get the ball and you know that that guy is going to get you a good shot. Yeah. And that's what happened. Jackson uh, impressed me uh, after a really bad first half. And he was the difference, in my opinion. Nick Allen was great, too. The, the big, their big man with um, 16 points and seven boards. But. Um, I do think Jackson was um, was the difference in this game. And North Texas, while they had scores to match him, they didn't have guys that could take over like he did. Like mm-hmm. Ryan tried, and yeah. Ryan was good, uh, was 80-16, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Rose, like you said, had his spurts. Duffy had the and one, and the I think he had like five straight points to bring them I yeah. think, to tie he's, the game. He's, he's, yeah, he's the reason they got back in the game. Yeah, so everyone had their moments. 
right? This team always has their moments. It's like people say that's the strength of this team is that you never know who's going to step up. You know, it could be Ryan, could be Rose, could be Duffy. They all had their moments, but they they just weren't enough. I mean, they, they weren't enough to consistently score and consist. And then as a team, what surprised me is that they weren't consistent enough to get stops. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that was a couple things. It was Mike Miller having his worst game of the season. Yeah. And it was, oh, well, also Mo Gibson did not play well either. One of one of nine from three. So you basically take those two guys out of there. And the the five guys you can play are Ryan, Duffy. Oh, he did play Mo still. He still had Mo out there. Ryan, Duffy, Mo, um, Zach, and uh, Rose. I don't know if I said Rose. Yeah. So you have Rose playing the four. And Rose playing the four right now just isn't not viable it's not viable it's not just viable. yet he's not he's not there defensively he's i do want to give him credit though um i was going to save this but since i brought his name up rose the last two games looked really solid he looked really solid yeah really solid like i still don't want him to drive because when he drives not good stuff happens usually <laughs> like he usually turn. that's probably both of his turnovers yesterday were drives or euro steps um like really, dude, just stay on the three point line, drive, jump step, don't look to create too much. Just hop jump step in the paint and kick it out. Like seriously, that's it. Um I thought Rose was really good the last two games. He might have been I'm trying to think. He might have been the best player the last two games. Like not not both of them individually, but just as a whole. Like right. He was really yeah. good. So I want to give him a shout out. Uh, but anyways, him at the four right now is not viable. No. So that kind of was where the struggle was at. And so when you can't get stops and you don't have a go-to, go-to scorer, um, the offense, the offense when it when the offense gets stagnant, this team doesn't have a guy to go to to get out of it. And we said that last week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that was that was pretty much the whole podcast last week. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that Rose kind of stepped up when he needed to um, yesterday. But it just, again, it wasn't enough. And it makes you wonder, is this team as good as everyone, or I guess as us, keeps saying that, or keeps saying that we thought it was? Um, and not saying they're a bad team, but you need that guy. And that is so, so important. And um, to the person on Twitter um, that mentioned that J- Javon, oh God. Javon. Javon. I can't, I don't know why I keep messing up. Javon, Javon Jackson. Uh Javon Jackson was bad in the first half, but he's the reason they won the game. Mm-hmm. Rose could have been terrible in the in the first half, and if he came back and won this team the game, we'd be on this podcast today telling you how great he was in the second half and not talking about how bad he was. So you can say he was bad the whole first half, but he still won the team the game. So Yeah. He, uh, the one thing you could tell was that UTSA was, was packing the paint pretty uh, comfortably. They were trying to, especially on Ryan, they were literally – sagging way way yeah. off maybe more than any team has uh which gave north texas problems they couldn't post zach up zach was only four of eight um and then coach kind of admitted that he probably should have got just let his shooters just go just um at a certain point in the first half but it kind of took them a while to get going mike miller was a really shocking thing to me he was awful yeah like, i can't say anything more about that that was he <laughs> yeah. was he was really bad and it goes beyond his two of eight shooting and four turnovers, which is very un-Mike-like. Yeah, but Mike is usually the most consistent player on the team. 
Yeah. Um, and then defensively, he kind of struggled as well. We saw Jemiah Simmons come in there, but he was um, he struggled as well. I mean, he's just limited offensively. Mm-hmm. We know that. Um, I do. I do think it's funny when I was watching this team in the first half of both the games. I was thinking back to last year. I was like, how did this team score last year? Like really? Like think mm-hmm. of the offense they have now, Mike. Like they didn't think of the offense they have now that they didn't have last year. They didn't in the regular season at least. Yeah. Duffy, Mike, Mo. Like those three, they did not have those three last year, basically. And Zach was raw, um, so you don't have those three last year. And this team still, they still, I mean, they they could still score. Obviously, they weren't consistent at all, right? But they could still score at times. Yeah. Um, and you're just, I'm just saying, they're like, how did this team score last year? Handed it to Rose. <laughs> That's literally how they scored. They literally gave it to Rose and Ryan and said, hey, Shane, go score. Shane, Shane would hit a three occasionally. Yeah, occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. Not in conference play, though. He was terrible in conference Absolutely play. Absolutely terrible in conference uh, play. But no, I just found myself asking my asking that question. And so that's I mean, and that's the difference between last year's team and this year's team. So it's obviously I don't I'm not saying it's better that last year's team was so reliant on two guys. But it does, it, like I said, it can get you out of tough spots. So I think that's my takeaway from the, the UTSA game. It's the same thing that we said before, that mm-hmm. this team is going to need a dominant player to step up. And against UTEP, it should be noted that I think Mo was tremendous. Um, I do want to get into the UTEP game more, so I'll get into that. But okay. just to wrap up the UTSA game, uh, we'll, we'll see if... if someone on this team steps up because I think this loss is like a learning lesson for them Mm -hmm. and they do have a week off before they get to rice. So I think that's, that's something coach said he was um, eager to um, get started on their defense, focus more on their defense because um, especially with different lineups. So he said like Duffy at the four, I'm sorry, Rose at the four, uh, moving Rose around, seeing where you can play him, maybe getting Mo in at um, guarding ones or twos. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, I want to talk about the UTEP game also. UTEP was a young team. They were pretty... They're still young. They are a young team. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. They are a young team. And like we said, they couldn't... Neither team could really score. Who led UTEP in scoring? Uh, Uh, UTEP. We're down UTEP. Yeah, that team... This team was not very good. Rice beat them. Rice beat them yesterday, right? No, they beat Rice on a buzzer beater. Okay. Wow. By Jordan. Jordan Lathon. Jordan Lathon. Uh, freshman, by the way. Freshman. Yeah, they're all freshmen, pretty much. They're a really young team. Rip Keith Frazier. Yeah. <laughs> they could have used the Keith Frazier uh, just to shoot. Remember last year when North Texas and UTEP played, and it was just Keith Frazier versus Rose for, like, a stretch? And we were all tweeting, like, oh, my God. Like, this is <laughs> happening. This is, this is for real. This is legit. And then Rose, uh, like, hit a shot, and then Keith missed the game winner or something like that, and the game was over. And Brady tweeted out that that uh, meme that had a picture of Keith Frazier and then had a guy pressing a button on the keyboard that said upgrade. And then it, <laughs> yeah, said Ro- and then it had that. a picture of Rose. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, but no, UTEP, I don't think they're a top 10 team in the conference. Right? No, they're definitely not. I don't think not. so. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> might be the worst. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, it's bothersome. To me to see one thing I'm I'm looking at the box score right now to to see this is kind of staggering is that North Texas only shot nine free throws, which is really weird. And then you go to the UTSA game 
and they didn't their first free throw north texas first free throw came with like a minute left in the first half so you go that long and don't shoot a lot of free throws it's kind of worrisome i do think ryan while he's really good at getting to the rim he's not great at drawing fouls yeah not good at like you're getting look, contact yeah you look at utep it's zero zero free throws utsa it's two free throws I'm trying to think. Why Why do you think that is? Why do you think Ryan doesn't get to the free throw line? I'm trying to think of his game overall. I mean, really, it's just I feel like he doesn't try to get contact mm-hmm. almost. Like he doesn't look for He look doesn't for look for contact. Like, like, like you don't see him like purposely try to, you know, like in a driving lap, you don't see him try to like purposely push himself into somebody and then yeah. get the shot with a double clutch or something. He just kind of goes around the side and just finger rolls it up, yeah, up exactly. on the backboard. You know, yeah. like it's just he's not a person to, to look for contact. And maybe that's because he's been bad at free throws for so long that he's just like... That's a good point. I'd rather just try to take a tough two than get fouled and take two free throws. Because, yeah, like you said, he kind of just avoids contact yeah. in the paint, and that kind of can be a detriment to his game at times Now, um, when you think about it because I think he has the ability to draw fouls really well. It's just kind of a skill. We know from watching the NBA that it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a talent. Yeah. Like, you have to know where the guy's hands are going to be. You have to know what they're going to do defensively. And I don't think Ryan's at that point in his game, and I don't think he's at that point as a free throw shooter to feel comfortable at the line that much. So, but would I, you rather take a tough shot or split free throws? Would I want Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they both probably have like a fifty percent chance. Of <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying because you have stretches where Ryan will Ryan looks like he's gonna hit this shot, you know, this beautiful finger roll layup off the backboard, but then it's. I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out how to explain this because he doesn't like you said he doesn't go for t- contact he always tries to you know go get around the guy and that leads to very very tough layups and you're not gonna make those every time exactly um I do trust Ryan's finishing ability and if Ryan can get up to like a 65 percent free throw shooter then I'd rather have two free throws but I'm not sure if he's there consistently well, yeah, no. that's a great question because what is he at. Um, he is at on the right free throw sixty two sixty yeah sixty two percent. See that's see I'd rather have the chance of hitting two and then splitting one. Maybe not late game. Yeah, but you know, just to try to get him going. And another thing I want to mention is that in these two games, he went zero four from three. Yeah. Uh, yes, zero yeah, four from three. Um. I just think he needs to just start heaving three threes a game. I agree. You need to. You can't have the defense sagging off at like the free throw line. A real. I mean, real. Especially when the offense is inept in the first half, like they yeah. were the last two games. Yeah. Um, Ryan shooting a three with confidence, even off of a drive, that'd be really nice if like somebody could drive and then kick it to him, like because they're his guy's gonna help. It's easier to shoot a three when it's coming out of the paint. So if he can catch it out of the paint. And just catch, shoot, have his feet set. I mean, that's a 33% shot. Yeah. I mean, an open catch and shoot three for Ryan Ward is a 33% shot, in my opinion. So, if and again, that's one point per possession. I was saying this the other day. If he makes one of every three, that's one point of possession. And that's more than what North Texas had yesterday, and that's more than what they had against UTEP. So, it's better offense when he's shooting threes, in my opinion, if he can shoot 33%. Uh, we haven't seen it, though. 
I mean, he's shooting 34% for the Eagles. No, I'm saying, like, he needs to, like, I'm saying yeah. we need to see he it. Ha- to be aggressive. We, yeah, we need to see him shoot. I agree. Um, Because when they are sagging off at the free throw line, why not just take one to see if it goes in? Because then if it does go in, they're not going to be sagging off anymore. Yeah. Or if they do, then shoot it again. Yeah, shoot it again. Like, really? Exactly. I mean, I think the confidence has to be there from him. He still just looks so indecisive when he catches the ball open at the three-point line. And so it's kind of worrisome for me that he's still – has a mental barrier, I think, from shooting threes. Mm-hmm. So that's one key change that I want to see. Oh, so now we're bringing in the word change. Yes, we're, we're now. So that's so that's change. change number one. That's change, change number one. Ryan, shoot free throws. Shoot threes. 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 Sorry, threes. 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 Yes, I didn't even write these down. We should probably write these down to document them. But you have a pen and paper right there. I can write this down. Hit it real quick. Changes. <laughs> Changes number one. Ryan, shoot threes. Okay. Ryan, shoot threes. You, you go ahead. My turn for, yes, for a I change? Yes, I want you to come up with a change at the top, off the top of your head. Off the top of my head? Because I'm trying to think. You can go down the line. You can say, I'm, I'm just throwing out stuff. But Zach Simmons, maybe. Changes. Oh, I have a change. oh my gosh, you can't you said that change. so abruptly. Go I have ahead. A change. Okay, I got my pen and pad ready. Go DJ ahead. DJ Draper needs to play more. Because I feel like so we've we've decided that Mo and him are interchangeable for different situations. Would you agree? In terms of Yeah what they give you. Like you put DJ in for better on ball defending, and then you put Mo in if you need some scoring. Yeah. But I think DJ is just as – if you're running – if you're having just two players sit in the corner, I'm going to trust DJ way more than, I'm, than I trust Mo in the corner. Yeah. Or off, off a catch-and-shoot three. And I think that this team could have used that last night, just kicking it out. DJ gets the ball and just shoots it. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we need to see more of that because he, he played five minutes against UTEP and then he played one minute against UTSA. And Mo was one of nine. You give me, you know – 10 of Moe's 31 minutes to DJ, I bet you he hits a three. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I do think that we, we've said this since before the season started, mm-hmm. that we thought DJ should play more. Um, we, Or at least since Rose has come back and we saw yeah. DJ's minutes trim. We were talking about DJ over Duffy. We were talking about DJ over Moe. Um, and I don't think that he should play more than those two because of maybe his defensive limitations or his offensive Just creation. His creation, yeah. Uh, but I do think, yeah, I, I think DJ playing 10 to 15 minutes at least. 10 to 15 minutes a game I think would be reasonable. Just to have him out there for just three-point opportunities I think is super important. I think important. he's such a – I mean, especially when Mo's shooting one of nine. Yeah, yeah uh, that's, and that's, that's, that's a glaring thing. Maybe not so much against you know UTEP when Mo was two of four, yeah. But Duffy wasn't shooting at all. Mo created a lot on yeah. that, in that game, three assists. I don't. DJ's obviously not the passer, but yeah, okay, that's a good change. I like that. That's a good change. Who? How many changes are we doing? Here? I don't even know. We didn't. Even we're, just, we're just. We're just. We're just. just we're just going. going. You just kind of started this. I know. I did. I went. <laughs> you, you you had a change about Rose. I'm trying to think. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You want me to do that, or you want to think of one go first? Ahead, all right. Ahead. All right. My change. Rose, the headband needs to go. No more headband. No more headband. 
Roosevelt Smart averages more points per game without a headband than when he does wear a headband. I asked I asked him how he knew this, and he said because he didn't wear one last year. So, all right. Now that's I mean, if you're listening to this, Rose, don't wear a headband. He's not listening to this. He's not. Yeah, but that's okay. Even though we we did praise him on this podcast. We did. I praise him. I said like, and if he did listen, he listened last week and is never listening again. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. I I said it before. You agree? The, the double the double leg sleeves <laughs> with no headband. We get we getting into full just like accessories wristband. No, no wristband. That's a that's a that's a mic thing. Oh, okay, okay, Can't sorry. Mike swag. Sorry. Um, okay, change for me. Oh, um. Man, I really wish. Okay, this is this isn't a change. It's more of like a a thought. Okay, but I do think that this team needs Rose to be good enough at the four to play significant oh. minutes. Um, and that hurts me. <laughs> I I just think that the offensive opportunity would be really really good for this team if you could have a lineup of like Ryan Duffy, Mo Rose. Like that's an offensive juggernaut. Okay. It just needs to be serviceable on defense. That's what I was, was going to say. There's no size. Like with with Mike Mike on the court, he's he's good. Um, but there are going to be games like last night where Mike doesn't play as well. Um, I mean, there's games where everyone's not going to play well, obviously. But I just think that's an offensive lineup that I really like. And then also, kind of going, it's either okay. It's either Rose gets better at defense or Maya can actually hit, hit a three. A three. And I think Rose playing better defense is more likely. So, like one of those. I want you to run that lineup that you just said against a WKU or Marshall and tell me how that goes. I think Marshall could be okay. If Rose gets better on defense, I think that's okay. Like we've seen Rose improve drastically from four want, games but ago. But I'm not to worried like about Rose on that lineup against a bigger team. I'm worried about Mo at the three. Mo at the two. <laughs> Duffy at the three. Okay. Which is still. That's, that's still. <laughs> So I, I just think that there's there's lineups to be used here, and I know Grant's thinking about that too. So we'll see. Can we talk about something? Can, get, can we talk about something? What do you want to talk about? Shaquem's burned red shirt. <laughs> Changes. Burn, burn another red shirt. Burn, <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> burn Abdul's red shirt. Start him right now. Like no. Uh yeah. You 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 mentioned this earlier. You were like, man, I wish Abdul wasn't a red shirt. Yeah, that's all. That's literally what I said. Thank you. And so <laughs> I was like, I hadn't thought about that because he is registered, obviously. But uh, that would could really use him on defense. He would have. He would. Last night, he probably would have been the difference. They wouldn't have had to play Rose at the four. Could have played Rose and benched Mo, put uh, Abdul in the game. Yeah, there's a lot, man. This, this team's this team's possibilities with Abdul not being redshirted, like lineup wise, yeah. is completely different than it yeah. is now. Yeah, and it sucks, um, but I understand it. So, I mean, obviously they're not going to do this. They're not going to burn. Abdul oh yeah, yeah. I think that's just out the window. Yeah, obviously. it is. It is out the window. But I I do think that Mike Miller is such a like he's such a key cog on this team now. Like, mm-hmm. he has to play well. Yeah. Because if he doesn't play well, who are you going to go to? Rose, Maya, they're both limited in some aspect of the game. So, talking about all of this has made me realize even more so how important Mike Miller is to this team. Like, he doesn't even have to 
play well. He just needs to not play poorly like he did yesterday. And yeah. this team will function fine. But if he plays poorly, then this team's in trouble. On on one side or the other, they're in trouble. Because Mayo is yeah. fine defensively. Rose, fine offensively. Um, Oh, but you you mentioned the Shaquem red shirt. Yeah, so whenever it happened, you were actually taking pictures of me on the court. I was. That was a good time. Um, But we saw Shaquem come into the game, and we both looked at each other and was like, they just burned his red shirt, huh? Like, like, and I think that was right after the red shirt podcast where we talked about red shirts the whole time. Um, And at the time, we talked about how this team might need that third big because Mark obviously still isn't there. But then we haven't seen Shaquem since. And you want to know what's weird? What's weird? Is that Mark's not even dressing out the last four games. Oh, I don't even notice that. Oh, because I was sick those other two games and I didn't. I meant to. I meant yeah. to ask. I meant to ask somebody like Grant, but uh, he would have been good to ask, obviously. But <laughs> I want to see. I want to see why he's not suited out. He's probably injured or something. Not that he matters because he, he's not redshirting. No, because he's not redshirting. I know what you know. So what you it's mean. fine. I know what you mean. But. I'm trying to think if they're gonna like try to get a medical retro on Shaquem or something, possibly. Like if, it just feels he, bad that because he just. I mean, he played like what it was like eight minutes all season. <laughs> yes, he he's played, played like he's played. All he's played. Yeah, he's played. I was saying under twenty, but yeah, he's played under thirty minutes all season. And for what? I don't know. I don't know. And I think Tope's been good too. We didn't even talk about Tope. I think Tope's been solid. Yeah, he's been pretty solid. And so you don't really don't need Shaquem. Yeah. yeah. No. Like, I literally, worst-case scenario, scenario, just put Maya at the five. Which we've seen has been fine. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I do think we should talk a little bit about Conference USA as a whole. Okay. It was funny watching the, UT- the UTEP uh, broadcast. They had these two old guys up there. And one of them, after the game was like, we just watched two really good teams. Uh, North Texas should definitely be in the NCAA tournament. And uh, there's a few teams in Conference USA that should be in the tournament. And the fact, and for some reason, Conference USA is a one-bid league. This is all him talking, not not me. But he was like, for some reason, Conference USA is a one-bid league. And I don't know why. There should be at least three teams in (laughs) from, from, from Conference USA. And I was like... Old man, relax, relax, <laughs> relax, relax. UTEP's not one of those teams. I was like, Good God. UTEP's not one yeah, of those I know. Teams. But um, yeah, he was going on a tangent about that, and so I was just like, "All right, man." Uh, well, speaking of uh, those three quote-unquote teams, we got a uh, WKE Marshall. How'd that go, Bernie? Tell me about that. Man, you go back. You all you have to do is like go on like the ESPN app and go to like win probability or look at the score tracker. Yeah, look at this. Look at the, look at the score difference tracker. Literally, it's West Kentucky the whole way, whole way, whole way, and then you see Marshall hits a three with twenty seconds left and beats them. I they're just there's these teams are Western Old Dominion Marshall are still really really good. <laughs> is this is this Western Marshall and Old Dominion being really good or just really inconsistent? Well, they're all playing each other. That's the thing. Like right. they've all played each other twice. I think. But we also see Western kind of lose games that they shouldn't have lost. Uh, not in conference. Not in conference. Besides, I mean, who they they've, they've lost to Old Dominion. Yeah, that's it. Um, 
I don't think they're inconsistent. I think that there are three really good teams that have beaten up on each other. Uh, we've seen them all beat Charlotte, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so we've seen them all beat. So Charlotte. we know they can beat bad teams. Uh, but those three teams, and this is getting back to the point I made. Well, we've made multiple times on this that they have. They all have guys that can take over and win you a game. What did we see John Elmore do? John Elmore hit a three and then just made plays. He had like three assists. Yeah. He hit a three and had like three assists in the last like, I don't even know, four or five minutes or yeah. whatever. To win them the game. To win them the game. That's what I'm talking about. Like, John Elmore can go win you a game. Uh, we know Stiff and Caver from Old Dominion can win you a game. We know Hollingsworth, Bassey can go win you a game. Uh, Jackson can win you a game. So, I'm, I, I don't want to sound like a... What's the phrase? I don't want to sound like a, a broken record, but oh. we're using cliches on this podcast. <laughs> sound like I'm 50 years old, even though I'm 20. Close but, enough. I mean, it, that's the concern for this team. So um, right now, I do want to do, we should make a bi-weekly segment of power rankings. Okay. Okay. Only or Since we're unprepared this time, I came up with this off the top of my head. We're only going to okay. do six. Okay, like top six teams? Top six. Okay, you go first. Oh, okay. I have to go first. Yeah, because you came up with it, so now I have to think. You want me to pull up the... Uh... Yeah, go go Conference USA standings. Um, I I think I have an idea of the six that I want in my head. And keep in mind, this is power rankings. It's not what we think is going to end up being, but we think it's what it is right now. Go sports at the top. Basketball. That's standings. Okay. So right now, UTSA is at the top. <laughs> Shout out UTSA, 4-0. Marshall, 3-0. North Texas, 4-1. La Tech, 3-2. ODU, 2-2. Western, 1-2 with losses to ODU and Marshall. Are we only taking into account conference schedule? Well, I am because I feel like that's it's all that matters. the best indicator right now for how good a team is. Okay, okay. Um, For me... Number one is uh, number one is still. You know what? Marshall's beaten Old Dominion and Western Kentucky, right? Click, yes. on, click on their name. So give me number one, Marshall. Yeah, they beat Old Dominion by three in Western. So both close games, but give me Marshall one, Old Dominion two, Western Kentucky three, UTSA four, North Texas five, La Tech six. I'm writing that down. Okay. Is that an overreaction? No. Is it? I don't know. I I feel like even if North uh, Texas would have won, I would have had them. May, I mean, above UTSA, but not above the other three. Like I have. So let me repeat this. Let me repeat this. Cause yeah. I said it so fast. so one. One's Marshall. One. It doesn't work. There you go. Marshall. Two. two Old Dominion. ODU. Three, three Western. Western. Four UTSA. Five UNT. Six, LaTeX. That was my six. Seven is probably would be. You, you put, put four UTSA, right? Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Here's my list if you want to reference it. I'll just, yeah, yeah I'll just take a look at there this. There you are. Uh, but yeah, those are my four. Um, Marshall with wins over ODU and Western, obviously the most impressive, even though they're both close. ODU has a win over um, Western, lost to Marshall. And Western, it's kind of like those three teams have all beaten up on each other except Marshall's won both of the games. So 
Um, and then UTSA has won four games. The only impressive one has been North Texas. North Texas has is isn't impressive. UTSA's win over North Texas because North Texas hasn't really shown us that they. Oh can... wow, you're all the way down on North Texas. I'm not down, down on North Texas, but I'm saying you're we're saying still we're still here acting like they're the juggernaut of Conference USA. Like, like we're, we're still, still we're not. I'm not saying North Texas is a bad team. Are, but you put them go through your rankings. Okay, okay right now rankings. because <laughs> I feel like I feel okay, like I was I was gonna say I'm not putting them out of the top. <laughs> Don't think. That. Okay, I'm yeah, no, very they're still concerned. they're still in the, they're still in the top six. No, okay, so one, I'm going Marshall. Two, I'm going Western. Three, I'm going Old Dominion. Uh, four, oh, that's tough because UTSA doesn't have wins over good teams. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. They have a win over North Texas. No, North Texas is a good is a good team. I'm Other than that, they've been UTEP and Rice. Yes, I believe. Yeah, let me double check. UTEP and Rice. Rice. Yes. Okay. So I don't. I'm not com- confident putting them at four. So I'm gonna put North Texas in that slot right now. Okay. Then you got La Tech. And then UTSA. And then UTSA. Actually. No, you would be just lost last night. To uh. Okay, they lost by 20 to FIU. They're, they're out of that. <laughs> they're, they're out of that yeah, whole thing. It's either FIU or Southern Miss. So let me, I guess I should write these down. It's either FIU or Southern Miss for me. That would that would be in the conversation for that sixth spot. So Marshall. Marshall Southern Miss won last WKU, night. ODU. Hold on. North Texas. Now I can't see. Bruni's in my way now. And they beat UAB. Southern Miss beat UAB last night. Okay. Um. Now I don't remember who I had at five. You said oh yeah, Law Tech and then uh, Law Tech and then UTSA. Yeah, and then UTSA. Now no, I only say this: this UNT is. I'm not saying they're bad. Okay, don't take what I said as saying that they're bad. But I'm saying they don't. They don't. They don't have. They're not okay. They don't have a win. We have, we have a tier. We have a tier of teams. The top three. Top tier. Tier one is WKU, Old Dominion, and Marshall. Would you agree? Man, we're not putting North Texas up there. I don't think you can. Yet. At least not right now. Because how can you without them having a dynamic score like all those teams have? Not saying North Texas can't win over those teams. But I'm saying North Texas has has have a lot of things go right for them to win a game right now. And we saw that last night against UTSA. If Mike's having a bad game, we saw what happened to this team. Lineups are limited. You put Rose at the four. And if your offense stalls out, you don't have someone to go to. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. Right now, those are the top three teams okay. in the conference. So that's tier one. That's tier one. Tier two, and this is in no particular order, I'd be, I'd say North Texas, La Tech, Southern Miss, UTSA. What is, how many is that? Is that four? That's four. FIU. And then FIU. Yeah. And then you can you can just kind of say it's a wash after that because it doesn't really matter, but poor Middle Tennessee zero and four. Yeah, but we're not. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> that was a random thought. But, 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 that, but <laughs> three and fourteen overall. Rip the dream. Jesus. But but that's what I'm saying. You can't you can't group North Texas in the top tier if they don't have the top tier pedigree that all these other teams have. Yeah, I mean they don't have a signature win. Their best win is over. New Mexico, maybe. New Mexico or Louisiana Tech? Yeah. One of the two. New Mexico wins, obviously, impressive, but Louisiana Tech... Obviously. And, and yeah, yeah, they're 16-2, and two, right? That's yeah, 16 and two. yeah, they're 16-2, but you still have to make it. You still have to beat... 
teams that are better than this. Like, you still have to show that you can hang with all these top tier teams. Yeah. So, I mean, that leaves the question. I mean, we I did a panic meter last week. The panic meter was about Rose, though. Yeah. Well, now I'm doing it about the team. About the team and what? What's the panic meter about? Them just <laughs> falling to like? No, no, no. I mean, how many games are left? There's there's 13 games left in the conference season, and there's the last five are all bonus play, or us four, four or five oh, are all bonus. Five, five. I don't remember. Four or five are all bonus play. So, oh, does it say down here? So I mean, man, will the will will this team make the bonus play? That's tough. You need, I need to see. We need to see a score. A play on well, this team step up to The me. thing is, you have to beat the teams that you, you're supposed to beat. Yeah, yeah you absolutely have to. Go and to North Texas schedule. So, okay, so the teams that they're supposed to beat. You have Literally, Rice. You should not lose your next three games. You should not lose against Rice. You, they're all not, at home. Oh, yeah, they're all at home. Okay, there you go. That's it. Rice, UAB, Middle Tennessee. Yeah. You should be 3-0. Yeah. You should be 6-1 and going into ODU. Charlotte, Marshall, Western. Like, really, like, you have ODU, Marshall, Western, and FIU left on the schedule. Those are the only four tough games. Or not, okay, not tough games, but they're only four games where North Texas might not be favored. Right. right. Theoretically. Um, And you should win at least one, maybe two of those games. So... I mean, like, theoretically, going into bonus play, this team should have three losses. Max. Yeah. Four max, technically. But, I mean, that'll get you into bonus play. So then you have to play those teams again. And we're going to learn a lot about this team if that's the case. And if this team folds... See, but I don't think they'll fold. I mean, I hope... I I I don't think think so either, but I'm saying, what what if they lose to UAB? I I think... What if they, they lose the UAB and then lose those four games that I listed off? They That's don't make it to bonus play. Yeah, they wouldn't. But, but I'm saying I don't think this team, this team isn't going to lose games because they're they're folding. This team's going to lose games because everything is not happening the way it needs to be happening mm-hmm. for them to win. Yeah, like you have this team has to be a well-oiled machine. We saw what happens when a cog gets out of that machine in Mike Miller last night, and it just the machine falls apart. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that one thing which would be like a rose that can just be like okay i need to make a shot let me make a shot and he did last night on that on that yeah, game tying shot but we need to see that consistently it can't be rose is going to score 20 points one night and then score three the next night and be two of nine from three i agree yeah uh so yeah we'll we'll see um i do think that they, they'll make bonus play but in in reality bonus play doesn't doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter because this team's not getting an at-large at large bid. No, they're going to so have to win the conference You're going to have to win the conference tournament. Yeah. So, obviously, it would matter. If, I don't even know. It wouldn't even matter for standings because technically you would want the easier schedule for your standings. Yeah. yeah. Like, you think about it, you, I mean, if you can win your last five games and not have to play those guys, then. But anyways, I mean, you just, I don't know. As fans, we want to see that. We want to see them play those guys well yeah because that could maybe get you into an nit but yeah that's true that's true strength your strength of schedule will go up for sure 
So I think Okay, so we're back to the panic level. Oh, okay. What's the panic what's your panic level at? It's not that high. I agree. It's at four. Mine's not high. It's at a four. You sound panicked, Colin. I'm not panicked. I think I'm we're gonna saying... get a lot of replies on Twitter and um, but, but, uh, DM not... saying But I'm not you're I'm trashing not... a you're trashing not... North Texas. I'm not panicking. I'm just looking at this team. What it's been this these last how many conference games? Five, five, five conference games, and everything has to go right for them to win. Everything's a strong word. Okay, what could go wrong? They almost won last night, and Mike Miller played like trash, and Mo played like trash. But it's always but they still lost. You see, what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the game almost went to overtime. At least the game should have gone to overtime. At least. Like, okay, North Texas the, didn't play well. That was one of the worst games they've played all year. And you, against UTEP, you only win by seven, which is, like, we both agreed was the worst team in the conference. I guess next to middle, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> middle. Um, no, I agree. Their showings haven't been impressive through five games. And that's And that's what I'm worried about. See, I'm, I'm the pessimist. You're the optimist. That's the problem. See, I'm not even being that optimistic, but I'm saying, but yeah. I'm saying in terms of, like, yeah, I know what you the mean. way we think about things. I just, man, I'm looking at the... I just keep staring at the screen that has the UTEP box score on it, and it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> like, there's like the highest score was 13 from Rose and 13 from Mo. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. So you lose, say, say one of these players that scored 13, uh, plus 10 points. So that's four. So you have Mo with 13, you have Zach with 10, you have Mike with 11, and you have Rose with 13. One of those players scores five points. What does it mean for this team? Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, they only scored fifty-eight points as a team. Exactly. So the offense the last two games has been pretty bad, but we've seen the offense at home be a lot better. Is that does that matter to you? Yeah, of that, course that I matters mean, they, to they me. They beat. I mean, when the Southern Miss game and the Louisiana Tech game, they've got off to good starts offensively, and they had good offensive games for. I mean, for the most part. Uh. So. So so I'm I don't know I'm kind of uh, I guess I am the optimist here, I just think that this team is good enough to beat bad teams because not everything has to go right but they have to play well. I understand I understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah yeah, I, I, I'm not, like I said I'm not saying this team is in the tier of the UTEPs of the world of course. or a bad Conference USA team. They are a good Conference USA team, but they in order for them to take that next step, they have to have. A score like Rose. Shout out to Young Morning Drive. Yeah, shout out to Young Morning Drive. When should UNT fire Tony Bedford? I don't know who Tony Bedford is. I don't get the reference. I don't get it either. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. So Rice, Rice in a week. They have a week off. Then they'll have UAB the following week. I mean, it, there's one game over the next 13 days. So not a ton to talk about moving forward, but uh. Anything else, Colin? Did you I, have have? A, I actually have a question. Oh, you, you have a question. So we talked about the upcoming schedule, yes, right? Yes, we do. Yeah, Rice, UAB, Middle. The the, the games they're supposed to win. Yes. Are you on the side that they're going to win all those games, or that they're going to drop one of those games? Or are you... <laughs> Jesus. See, that's what I'm saying. Um, I want to believe that they're going to win all three of them. I think Man, they, that's tough. I think they are the better team than all of those teams that aren't. Western Marshall, Old Dominion, but I think because something might go wrong, unless we see something different change in these next couple games, then I'd see them dropping one or two as opposed to winning all of them and only 
possibly losing out to the to the the tier one teams, quote unquote. Man, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, man, that's really tough. I'm gonna say since they're at home, they're gonna win all three of them. I just think this team kind of needs that home home court, maybe more than they did last year. Even even though last year it helped, and but last year there wasn't much of a crowd. Yeah, last th- this year so far there's been a really good. Yeah, it's been crowd. really good, which so, is good because those of you from football know that I love crowds. Yeah, it's true. So, crowds so. is a big talking point on this podcast. So, um, but yeah, I'm gonna say that they win all three of them. Even though I'm kind of scared of Rice and UAB, just because. North, I don't know. Like you said, North Texas can be hit or miss at times. Which is weird coming from a team that has six guys averaging double figures. Right. It's just, um, it's just a weird it's a weird I'll, complex. Okay, so so write it down. Bruni says they're gonna win all three. I'm also gonna say they're gonna win all three. Wow. We're really firing off hot takes here on this podcast, aren't we? Very hot takes. Very, very, very hot takes. Um but let me see the Rice game and I'll and I'll update you on those other two. So next week will completely change. All three. Both think we'll win all three. All right. Any more changes that we have? I don't. I don't think we we need any more changes. I think you had a change where you don't want Rose to drive anymore. Is that kind of a change? Yeah, that kind of counts as a change. I want Rose to pull up for three as much as possible in transition. As much as possible. In in transition, don't go to the euro step. Go to the pull up three. One more point, probably the same likelihood of going in. To be honest, but yeah, yeah. we'll see. Um, all right, Colin. I think that's all we had from today. That that is that is everything. We learned a couple things. We learned that I'm a great parallel parker, <laughs> and we learned that this North Texas team, you hate them. So I don't hate. There them. you go. Do not take away from this podcast that I hate this team. <laughs> All right, we gotta go eat canes, Chipotle, whatever you want. All right, one of the two. We'll play. All right, play play us out, Charles Bradley. Y'all have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>